In Ireland, I think you see something of what is so great about the United States. And I must say that in the United States, through millions of your sons and daughters and cousins, 25 million, in fact, you see something of what is great about Ireland. From Shannon to Galway to Ballyporeen to Dublin, you have truly made us feel as welcome as the flowers in May, and for this we'll always be grateful to you and the Irish people. Good evening. A historic day at Stormont. After two years of talks and after a generation of bloodshed and decades of division and acrimony, George Mitchell ushers in what the whole island hopes will be a new era of peace. Well, recently, I could not unequivocally claim that I was one of those Irish Americans. But now, if you believe the Corrigan brothers, there's no one more Irish than me. Mr. Biden, a quick word for the BBC. The BBC, I'm Irish. Welcome to The Last Hurrah, a podcast series from the Clinton Institute at University College Dublin. A frank, raw, fresh look at Irish America, past, present, and future. I'm Scott Lucas in Birmingham in the United Kingdom. And I'm Liam Kennedy in Dublin, Ireland. So Liam, we've spent the past two seasons of podcasts at America Unfiltered, and we've talked about not only the fresh, raw look at American politics, culture, and media, we've had special seasons on Black Lives Matter and the social and racial issues raised by last summer's mass marches. We had a special season on the American election and that extended period of uncertainty afterwards and what it means for the United States. So why is it in 2021, with our 23rd Irish president, Joe Biden, in the White House, why should we care beyond Joe Biden, about an Irish America. Well, of course we should care. It's a large population, Scott. Uh, <laughs> but the, the the reason that we're showing an interest here is really to do with the politics. But yeah, your question's a good one. There's the question of, well, what is Irish America beyond that? But certainly in terms of scale, um, you know, in 2010, at the last uh, uh, national census in the United States, 34 million Americans ticked the Irish heritage box. You know, so there's a lot of people there who certainly care about their Irish identity. Now, what that means in terms of politics is a bit more complex, and that's something we're going to sort of dive into, not just around Joe Biden, though it's uh, you know fascinating and, and, and terrific to see um, a president uh, entering the White House in this year in the 21st century, uh, you know, speaking clearly about his pride in being in being Irish and clearly of Irish heritage. I think to understand the the bigger picture of what constitutes an Irish-American identity, and especially in political terms, you know, we're going to have to move backwards in time. And so we're going to be exploring a number of historical issues, uh, the growth of um, Irish-American urban politics, for example, in the 19th century, you know, how incredibly powerful the Irish became in that area right through to the early 20th century. And then we're going to look at the evolution of that right through to the present. And, you know, that evolution has meant the Irish America's political power and presence has waxed and waned. And along the way, there have been many predictions that it's over. It's at an end. It's dead. There is no Irish American political power. Some would say there's no Irish America. And yet, Irish American identity continues. And in a certain way, I think the political sensibility does as well. Oh, come on. 
I'm talking about, I mean, the last hurrah in 1950s. The novel, then the film, that's it. Irish politics is over. That was like the requiem for it. In 2021, isn't Irish America just simply, a, isn't that just simply a badge that you stick on for St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up in a few days, and then <laughs> you can dispose of it for the rest of the year? I wouldn't deny there are some people out there who get very Irish for one day a year in the United States and, and actually in other parts of the world, from what I understand. No, I, I think there's something more here. But your reference back to The Last Hurrah uh, from the mid-50s is certainly one that we should pinpoint, given that we've called our podcast season The Last Hurrah. So we do draw from that moment, you're right. In 1956, the Irish-American author Edwin O'Connor published a novel called The Last Hurrah, which in 1958 was turned into a film by John Ford, starring Spencer Tracy. As two-time Academy Award-winning actor Spencer Tracy and four-time Academy Award-winning director John Ford create the most unforgettable character in screen history, Frank Skeffington. This is the whole rousing story of the man, his times, and his people. And essentially, it was the story of an Irish-American politician who was in his later years, who had been a successful mayor year after year, um, season after season in a, in a city that's fictionalized, but clearly meant to be Boston. And now he's coming to do one more run for a last election. But he loses. And he loses out to a young Irish guy who is completely shallow, but media friendly. And there's a message there. And at the end of the novel, this older politician dies of a heart attack, and all the city turns out to mourn him. So the novel functions as a kind of elegy for an Irish-American political type that's passing and machine politics that is dying. But that's not to say that Irish-American politics simply disappeared, but it was one moment when it changed. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking at, is that evolution. How does it change right through to the present day? There's been a lot of last hurrahs, um, but we're not, we're not quite there yet. You know, that last hurrah, okay, fine. You got a young politician, an Irish-American politician named John Kennedy who I don't think he's very shallow, but he's president for less than three years. Then he's gone. Then the next generation of Irish politicians, uh, John Kennedy's brother, Teddy, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, Tip O'Neill, you know, that's late 20th century. I still come back to my question here, and that is, are there really, is there really an Irish American lobby for Irish American issues now? Or are the issues that we Irish Americans would be concerned with just the same as those that concern all Americans. There is no distinct Irish American core in the cities or in terms of a political sentiment anymore. No, I agree with you. I don't think there is an Irish political core in terms of being a voting bloc or having a kind of ethnic enclave in the big cities. There's some remnants, but nothing um, that would constitute the basis for having a you know, significant vote. I don't think it works that way. I think you're absolutely right, though, that a certain generation of political lions has passed, the ones that you named, and that um, we're into yet another new phase. But within that, uh, there's a certain kind of um, what I call Irish political sensibility that still survives. I, I came across this um, a few years ago um, whenever I was in Chicago and interviewing a number of Irish-American politicians and a number of uh, people who are community leaders and so on. And I interviewed an alderman who is uh, or has been the alderman for a ward for nearly 40 years. And when he first became alderman for his ward, um, it was a, a mixed white ethnic ward, um, majority Irish uh, at that time. 40 years later, it's 80 percent Hispanic. Uh, and yet he still was leading it. And I asked him, how can that be? You have no Irish base in the ward. And he said, quite simply, the Irish do politics. And so I had to sort of figure out what that meant. And I, I could now understand the insight a bit better. 
he was really saying that the association between being Irish and political acumen is something that the people of Chicago understood because it had been there for so long. It was embedded um, in so many ways within how the city functioned. But I think you can extrapolate from that. I, I think there's a sense in which even though the material kind of foundations of an Irish political force has gone, you still have Irishness as a political sensibility in the United States, and that still has, has significance. But, but is that Irish-American sensibility, is it progressive? Is it conservative? Or is it just the pragmatism of we get things done? Well, it's all of those things, and you shouldn't ignore the pragmatism today. And, and given there are so many Irish-Americans and they're so you know <laughs> heavily assimilated and they have so many uh, different ethnic affiliations flowing through them, I, I don't think we can simply break it down and say Irish America you know, falls one way or another in conservative, progressive ways. But there are traditions there. And that's one of the things we'll do in the podcast. We will look back and say, look, here's the conservative traditions in Irish America. Here are the progressive traditions. And we'll look at what's left of those today. I think a really interesting thing is to think about how Irishness plays into identity politics in 2021 in the United States. So Joe Biden, an Irish American president, or a president who just happened to have an ancestor leave County Mayo in the 19th century? Uh, you can look at it either way. I mean, I, 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 I think it's fair to describe him as an Irish-American president because he acknowledges his Irishness. He's spoken about it all his life. Um, Catholicism is also a key part of that. And so I don't think it's that kind of accidental signifier for him at all. Does that mean that Joe Biden will favor Irish um, issues or, or Ireland in terms of how he runs uh, the United States? Of course not. He's a politician, um, first, second, and third. But nonetheless, I do think there are certain benefits for Ireland that have to do with not just Joe Biden himself, but the team around him as they take up positions in Washington and in the White House. And that's something else we'll talk about as well. Thank you, Leon. So folks, that isn't our last hurrah. It's our first shout about whether or not this is a last hurrah for Irish America. We'll be talking about culture. We'll be talking about economics. We'll be talking about activism. And, of course, we'll be talking a lot of politics with the cast to come. I'll be here to introduce everything. And then Liam will be doing the hard graft of getting the most out of those guests on our journey. For now, though, let me thank you all for dropping by. And remind you that you can keep track of the last hurrah and of the broader American Unfiltered project at ucdclinton.ie. You follow us on Twitter, American Unfiltered, or on the Clinton Institute Facebook page. Meanwhile, stay safe, stay sane, be decent to each other. I'm Scott Lucas from Birmingham in the UK. And I'm Liam Kennedy, Dublin, Ireland. <laughs>